Welcome to week number 183 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Stephen. That over there is Travis. Next week is 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 uh, Galaxy Con. Steve. Next week is Galaxy Con. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. Not just to uh, do our show live, but also just to be there. There's tons of good guests, and I'm excited to meet. They just announced somebody else. Um, who was it? They just uh, someone they, they canceled. Just one of the doctors or something. So then they yeah, added one of the somebody. Who, the, lady, the lady that was on the office who was on Doctor Who. She canceled, and they added oh, who was it? Uh, it was it was like a big name. Oh, the guy who plays like Gimli in Lord of the Rings, and he was uh, uh, Jonathan Ray, Reyes. Reyes is that his name? He was in Indiana Jones and in the uh, okay, the first Indiana Jones. Yeah, movie. yeah, yep, yep, yep. I think he's in the new Indiana Jones movie. The one coming out. Yeah, gonna be rich. <laughs> um yeah so that's going on again once again um our panel is saturday night at galaxy con so either get your weekend pass or get your saturday pass come out there go during the day see all the stuff get all the autographs that you want to do and then just come to our panel at night it's perfect there's nothing else going on at that time watch us we're should we talk about it at the end of the show what we're gonna do or do you want to talk yeah about let's it right talk now? about it let's we'll, we'll do like the full recap at the end of the show with times like actual locations room numbers and, all and stuff that. yeah okay so okay. yeah we'll, we'll do that at the end of the show okay so a few things to get out of the way first uh thanks to nick adams for the theme song this week thank you nick long time listener tgifcast at gmail.com if you want to send in uh your your own theme song or anything that you want to send in make sure you're also following us on all social media at tgifcast and uh yeah, we'll, uh, this will be a good week to get a hold of us because we're going to look for some uh, audience uh, submissions for some of this stuff. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into the episodes, we do like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago when these episodes actually would have aired. Now, what's the date of when these would have aired, Travis? Yeah, these would have aired Friday, March 19th, 1993. So I only pulled one story. We love our okay. uh, award shows and... Uh, March the 9th, that's within, right? Or is that not within the dates? That's not within the dates. No. I swear, one one thing said March 13th for this. No, one says March 17th and one says March 9th. So I don't know what the correct date is. We're going with March 17th. The 19th annual People's Choice Awards uh, aired. Wait, that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> I'm thinking it's March 9th. Wikipedia says no, March no, no, 9th. no, 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 no. Because if... So if you go to Wikipedia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at Wikipedia right now. It says March 9th. I thought we talked about this. Didn't we talk about these last week, I feel like? No, that was Soul Train Awards or something. Okay. I'm talking about anyways. Either sometime yeah, around this time, the 9th Annual People's Choice Awards, this is where the TGIF people have to win, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, no, they do not. Because uh, there was a show called uh, Home Improvement that was on. <laughs> Murphy Brown looks like she did pretty well. That took everything. Uh, Home Alone 2 won the uh, favorite, I guess tied for the favorite comedy motion picture. I didn't know you could have two winners, but it looks like there were multiple. According to Wiki- Wikipedia, there were at least two categories where they had ties. <laughs> My uh, favorite daytime serial also was uh, 
all my children and the young and the restless. So I don't know how much I trust this Wikipedia page for the uh, People's Choice Awards, but uh, I bet you they got the date right. Maybe it's possible. Why, why would you not? Why would you not trust them? Uh, because there's two people on multiple categories. So, isn't People's Choice voted by the people? Like, yeah, and that's gonna have a tie. Exact same. I don't know. I'm not. I I, I think it's. I I believe it. I believe it. I believe there were ties. I believe that it was on the night. This election's a fraud, and uh, <laughs> you should storm the Capitol and uh, make sure that it is done right. And by, but, and by but, capital, I mean the People's Choice Awards home yeah, center. Steve said, Steve that, said that, not me. Any storming is. is not. Any storming is directed from Steve and not not from me. What about X Men Storm? What? The character. Oh, sure. Would that come from you, or that from me too? That's that's still from you. We're just gonna put everything on you right now. All right. Anything that involves the word storm is uh, out of my mouth. <laughs> yes. uh, what about movies and music? What was number one this week? Uh, number one. So we, we do have a new, um, we have a new both actually. So the number one movie this week is the comedy CB4. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, it's like the rap mockumentary with Chris Rock. Nothing. Nope. No, it's funny. It's What's good. it called? It's worth watching. CB4. No, I never saw it. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's, a, it's like I said, it's a mockumentary about a rap group and Chris Rock is the main person in it. It's a, it's a good movie. It's fun. Um, and then the song, brand new song, Informer by the Canadian Informer. band rap group boom boom down. That's the one. It's a good one. That's the one. I don't oh. know any of the words. I know Aliki boom boom down. And and I know Informer. I That's a word. Well, that was the number one song. We're actually gonna see that song. It's gonna be around for a while. All so, right. I'm okay with um, that. I'm okay with it too. It's a it's a perennial classic. I'll say that. Any birthdays? Yeah, we have two birthdays, same day, uh, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. It's this Friday today, if you're listening. Uh, we have Mr. Patrick Duffy and Miss Rebecca Arthur, um, both born Friday, March 17th. Happy birthday to you both. I wonder if they've ever shared the screen. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. My computer's acting <clears throat> up or else I would search that, but uh, I don't know. All right. Anyways, let's yeah. get into it. We've got three new episodes to talk about. We've got a new Family Matters. We've got a new Going By. We've got a new Where I Live. So we're starting off at 8 o'clock with Family Matters. This is Season 4, Episode 20. I didn't write down the name of this episode. Do you know what it is? Oh, man. Uh, something loose teeth, I feel like. I feel like it's it references the teeth thing more than anything else. You want to look it I'll up, look while, it up I start? while you start? Yep. All right, so it starts off, we've got Carl. He's coming downstairs, and uh, he's excited to uh, show Harry that he's got a language tape that Eddie and Laura put together for him. And uh, I was expecting Spanish or something. Uh, something. They, they're in high school, they're learning a language, but no. This is a tape with some hip lingo where they learn words like Daddy Mac and Fly Honey and Let's Kick It With The Homies. And uh, they're very excited because now they can finally talk to their kids. So first of all, the name of the episode is Pulling Teeth. Um, second, yeah, this tape, I was a little surprised. I felt like none of this lingo was too hard to decipher. Uh, but maybe that's because, you know, I was a kid when they were kids. But it just didn't seem like it was all that It was not my favorite intro for Family Matters, for sure. No, and it was totally, totally non sequitur to the rest of the show. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, they just wanted to get a crisscross reference in there with Daddy Mac, and I think that was it. Yeah. Uh, so theme song, we come back, we've got Richie, he's waking up Carl, 
And I felt like there was this was a very different like lighting and everything for these. A lot of this episode felt very different as far as like camera work, lighting, scenes, everything. Well, it's a very unique episode for a lo- uh, for half of it because of the way that they do it. But I, I didn't I didn't notice anything in particular. But interesting that you that you did. So yeah, it felt like um like it was the morning time. Richie was waking up Carl in the morning, and they really tried to mm-hmm. make it feel like morning with like having this light come in through the window, like the sun coming in. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. It felt really different. But anyways, um, he brought him breakfast. Uh, he's got some fresh OJ, which of course has seeds in it still. Some eggs, some toast some oatmeal, and Carl knows that something's up. Yeah, and, and Richie doesn't deny it. Yep, he says he needs a new video game, Super Space Donkeys, which I thought he already owned, but maybe that's I a think different he owned Space Donkeys. The, so, so I didn't go back and watch the episode because I wouldn't even know which episode it was in, but I think that he was playing the like Nintendo version mm-hmm. of Space Donkeys, so probably like Space Donkeys 2 or something. Okay. And this is like the Super Nintendo version because you know how when the Super Nintendo came out, all the games were just like Super Mario. Like, I guess Super Mario is not the best example, but like Super Metroid. And, and, you know, they all like just added Super to a bunch of the stuff. Yeah, he was definitely playing it in that episode where he met the girl, the neighbor girl next door. Was that the one? Okay. Yeah. Well, so, I didn't go back. And so uh, Richie also reveals at this point that he has a loose tooth and Carl's got a great idea. I mean, he tells him about the tooth fairy, tells him that the tooth fairy leaves money. And uh, if you save enough of those teeth and get enough money from the Tooth Fairy, you'll have enough money to buy that game. That's a lot of teeth. It's a long time it's going to take. That's not the best way to, like, save money. Um, Carl also mentions that uh, we can just start pulling them out. Uh, you got a loose one, we can pull it out and then uh, get some money right away. But Richie is a little hesitant about pulling out his teeth and wants to wait and let them fall out by themselves. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, scared. He's like, I mean, I, I don't know. You've been through this already. I have not, but... Like, was your daughter a little nervous about pulling her first tooth or nope, losing her first tooth? Not no, at all. Just, just went right for she it. She wanted to tie it to the dog, and I wouldn't let her. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Your daughter is a bit of a, you know, fearless little little lady, so. And then she pulled out her next two, like, or like number five and six, she pulled out way too early just because she wanted to pull them out. Does that make it like more bloody? Was it just like gushing blood? Like not really bloody, but you kind of get a hole in the gums and there's like not a really uh, tooth there that you can see poking through yet. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, that's that scene. We go then to uh, Laura in her bedroom and uh, this is probably where you're talking about like it's 50% different, right? This whole, co- the whole uh, phone well, call things yeah. they do. Different from like a traditional sh- episode. Absolutely. Yeah. So we will end up seeing Laura, Eddie's, Maxine's, and Steve's rooms. Um, have we and Waldo. not and Waldo? Have we seen all of these sets, or are they all new? Maybe we've Laura and Eddie. We've seen Laura and Eddie. We've. I mean, you know, Steve. I'm assuming is in his in the basement in the lab, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Essentially, I mean, we've never seen. I don't think we've ever seen anything from Waldo's house or Maxine's house. Yeah. So some new scenes uh, in this episode. Uh, it starts off though. Laura's in her room. She gets a call from Maxine. Um, and Maxine tells her she's sad. She's crying. Uh, Roger broke up with her and we find out, uh, it's because exactly what Laura's <laughs> been telling her this entire time that you need to stop loaning this guy money because as soon as he gets his car fixed, he's going to dump you. And that's exactly what happened. Sure enough. So she calls Ro- Maxine calls Roger a bunch of names. And, uh, then there's a call on the other line and it's Steve. So yeah. I will say, I do think this is the first time we have seen Steve's high top shoe phone. 
does have like a did, could you get that from Sports Illustrated? Did they have the shoe phone or what? Did they have the? Phone? Uh, they have like the football phone. I feel yeah, like. no I'm shoe sure. phone. I don't know if they have the shoe phone or not. Um, they definitely have the football phone. So Steve calls Laura to tell him that he just got out of yodeling class. He wanted to share the newest yodel that he learned for her, which he does. And then uh, she's like, I got to go back over to Maxine because uh, there's a lot going on. So she clicks back over to Maxine, who tells her, oh, this is where they actually reveal the, like, the car stuff. The at car this thing. Point. Yeah, yeah, I jumped yeah. ahead a little bit on that. But uh, Laura clicks back over to Steve. She's like, Steve, I got to go help Maxine. And then uh, she hangs up with Steve. Steve then calls Eddie. So we've got, like, the split screen going on at this, too. Like, whenever there's a phone call going on, you'll see, like, half of the screen with the two people. Or sometimes right. a quarters quarters of the screen with all four people that are going on. But, and sometimes even there's a fifth screen. So there's, like, four corners and then somebody in a circle in the middle. So it gets – it gets com- not complicated. Not complicated, gets, uh, but, yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's good. I like it, though. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it works. It works. So Steve uh, – let's see. She clicks so back Steve calls Steve. Eddie, right. Oh, yeah. Steve calls Eddie and tells him about what's going on with uh, Maxine and that Roger broke up with uh, with her. And he also not surprised because he also knew the the whole car thing was going to happen at some point. Yeah, everyone knew this. This was like as as soon as anyone says that Roger broke up with Maxine, they all say, oh, he must have finished working on his car. But then Eddie gets an idea. So he's like, I got to call Waldo. So he calls Waldo. Waldo is in the bubble bath, not just in the bubble bath, like underwater in the bubble submerged. Bath. Yeah, for, we don't know how long because it takes them. You know, it takes them like five, ten seconds to even get out of the bubble bath when the phone is ringing. So it seems like he just has been underwater for a while. Yep. Waldo answers the phone, which isn't working correctly. But then we learned out he just uh, has it upside down, which Eddie is pretty aware, even not even looking at him. That's what's going on. Yeah. So uh, Eddie tells. Waldo that Roger and Maxine broke up and uh, tells Waldo this is his chance. He can finally ask her out. And Waldo's like, I never, uh, I- I'll never have a chance with her is what he says. Like, this is why I've never asked her out before, because there's no way she would go out with a guy like me. He's scared. He's scared of getting rejected. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to have to go through that. So, yeah. So, uh, Eddie then gets an incoming call from Steve. He clicks over to Steve. Steve tells Eddie that uh, Laura told him not to tell anyone about Roger and Maxine. So he's like, just don't tell anyone. He's like, it's too late. I've already told Waldo. Yeah. But and then he says, and Waldo, by the way, has a thing for Maxine. That's why I told her. So he he's into her. Yeah. So then Laura somehow. Uh, well, Urkel calls Laura at then. So everyone's this is where really the chain of everybody gets on the phone. So uh, Urkel calls Laura and Laura and tells her that that. Waldo uh, likes Maxine. Uh, Waldo right? likes Maxine. Laura is still on the phone with Maxine. Max. Laura tells Maxine that Waldo likes her and says, "Like, hey, would you ever think about going out with him?" And Maxine's like, "I don't know. Maybe. Never thought about it. Maybe." And then that telephones back to Waldo and increasing levels of excitement. So, you know, Laura tells Urkel that 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 Maxine might go out with them. Uh, Urkel tells. Eddie that she will go out with them and then Eddie's like she is excited and ready to you're gonna pick her up tomorrow at seven yeah she's like she's excited to go out with you she can't wait and then uh it goes back to Maxine and then back to Waldo again and like yeah like you said it eventually ends back to Waldo for a second time of pick her up at seven you guys are going to the movies bring flowers and candy right 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 so next scene uh we're with Carl again and he's uh 
tying a string around the door. This is back to Richie's tooth thing. So he's tying mm-hmm. a string around the door. Um, and Harriet tries to talk him out of it, but uh, he tells her like this story about uh, what was it about? Like some animals or something. I did about, not write. It the was story about down. it was about being like protective. Like you shouldn't be. You don't need to be so protective because I, I want to say it was about a, about badgers. Maybe no, it was something big because remember it was like the mother smothered the babies or something, and she's like, oh, the only one smothering uh, want to be you right now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, like the mama hippo or something. Or yeah, 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 exactly. Because her, like you said, her punchline was, I think the only person. Or look at yourself. I think the only person in this house that might be in danger of smothering their child is you. Yeah. So then uh, Carl calls for Richie, and uh, Richie comes down. He sees this contraption that uh, Carl's making, and he doesn't want to do it. So Carl's like, let me show you how it works. So he's like, all you have to do is you take this string, you bring it over to the piano bench, you tie it around his tooth, and he's tying it around his own tooth at this point. And then at that moment, Steve comes in. Shuts the door, but as he's shutting the door to prevent his tooth from getting yanked out, Carl somehow dives onto the ground to uh, prevent it from happening. And, uh, of course, uh, is angry at Steve at this point. It's not Steve's fault at all. No. Um, so then we go back to this phone call thing. Uh, Maxine is now calling Laura to talk about the date. So they actually went out on a date, Maxine and Eddie, or Maxine and Waldo. Um, yep. So Maxine calls Laura. Eddie calls Waldos. We've got the split screen going on with four people once again uh, to talk about the date. Um, and then they start talking about the date. And some of this is from, like, the words of Waldo, and some of this is from the words of Maxine. But they're both telling pretty much the same story. It's the same story. Like, there really isn't any discrepancy between their experiences at all. Yeah, so we learned that first uh, Waldo went to the wrong house. Um, he was chased out by the neighbor and then... Uh, had to drive around the block, beeping his horn, yelling <laughs> Maxine, Maxine out the window in hopes of finding your house. Eventually, he she does find it, um, and then he, it just, no, well, she finds him. She runs out of the house. I guess I guess both. They find each other. She runs out of the house. She's like, "Stop doing that!" Then jumps in the car and is like, "We got to go before the neighbors kill us." Yeah, and at this point of the story, Steve calls in. So now we've got five people on this call, and he's asking uh, Eddie if uh, he's heard anything about the date from Waldo and Eddie's like uh, I think Eddie's like I'm talking to him right now I'll call you back and let you know what happened right. later so right. then Steve he, calls Laura same thing happens uh, I'm talking to Maxine I'll call you later right so then we're back to um, them telling the story about the date once again uh, Waldo wants to take Maxine to go see this movie that he's really been looking forward to Malcolm 10 I sure, I really didn't like this because this no? w- no, because they've used this exact joke. Before. Oh, have this they? is like this is a word for word reused joke where Waldo's like, I want to see Malcolm 10. And every, and then they realize that it is Malcolm X. Like, this is not maybe just, they, just, maybe he never made it to the movie to see it. So that's my only hope is that that's the it's going to be an ongoing joke because he never gets around to seeing Malcolm. Question X. is, how long so, is Malcolm 10 in the theaters for? It I mean, it can't be that long. Especially because I feel like the joke last season, was maybe beginning of the, well, I think it was this season, but early on. So it's already been, you know, four or five months. So they do go see Malcolm X. And then after the movie, um, they're walking out of the theater. There's a mud puddle. Uh, Waldo puts his jacket out over the mud uh, to help Maxine walk across. But then he takes the muddy jacket and puts it around her shoulders to keep her warm, <laughs> which uh, 
maybe not be be the best plan. But uh, yeah, it, she's it, as she's telling the story to Laura. There's kind of like, oh, that's sweet, and then she's like, oh, of course Waldo would do that. You know, that must have been hor- horrible. Yeah, but she doesn't but, seem that upset about things. Well, um, that's because Maxine knows where this is going. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Waldo sits down in the mud puddle so they can match with their muddy butts or shoulders or whatever. Um, and Maxine liked it. She's talking about how sweet and like, it might be a little different, but she actually likes Waldo and likes the things that, uh, he was doing for her. And then Waldo tells the part of the story where then this was not really his chance, but he felt it was the right moment. He, uh, he went over and kissed her on the cheek. Right. And uh, we find we confirm once again, Maxine really likes Waldo. Waldo really likes Maxine. And the two of them thank simultaneously Eddie and Laura on their own phone calls. And then the four of them all say goodnight at the same time. And that's the end of the episode. But we do get a very long credit scene. Well, right. Well, real quick, they do say some very sweet things about each other. Like Maxine says, you know, this Waldo's the first guy that I've ever been out with who didn't seem like he was trying to get anything from me, didn't want anything from me. He was just there to to be with me and enjoy my time and company. And Waldo talks about how Maxine is the first girl that he's ever dated or been into who doesn't make fun of him for being, you know, when he does something stupid or does something wrong and he, you know, he just had a good time with her and how sweet they were. And then there, like you said, there's this whole, like, like every single one of them is, is, is like, you're my best friend and that's the greatest thing in the world. And I really love and appreciate you. And, and it's this whole thing. So. Yeah, so we'll see how the relationship of Maxine. I'm excited. And I like this does. couple. I yeah. really like this couple. This is gonna be. This is gonna be. I, I don't remember this from when I watched it as a kid, but I am excited. I don't really I remember like it. it either. Somewhere that doesn't last that long, but <laughs> well, maybe I'm not. I, I, yeah. I think. I mean, both characters, to my recollection, are around for a while. Yeah, I just. I think you know, so. All right. I'm excited. I think it's gonna be a good couple. Yep. So credit scene. Uh, we've got Waldo and Maxine talking on the phone. They're talking about their siblings and their pets, and we find out Waldo has something that lives behind his refrigerator that they call Bob. Not sure what that is. Uh, Maxine thinks it's kind of weird that they've never thought about going out with each other ever again. And Waldo says, well, he's actually thought about it a lot, but thinking's not his strong suit or something like that. (laughs) Right, right. And then we go back to Steve, who is still waiting by the phone for either Eddie or Laura to call him to let him know how the date went. Um... He checks his phone to make sure that it's still worked it working and plugged in. Then you hear his mom call down yelling, it's 3.27 a.m., go to bed. And Steve yells back up, Eddie and Laura promised me they'd call me back and it would be really rude to miss their call, mom. So that's the end of the episode. That's it. Yeah. Um. So a rerun of Step by Step this week. Then we go to 9 o'clock, which is Getting By, one of our new shows. Season 1, Episode 3, Back to Nature is the name of this episode. It is, yeah. And this is so this is a Joel's Wicks show. So the guy who did Perfect Strangers, like, he really likes Cabin in the Woods episodes. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, that was my takeaway. It's, uh, there's a lot of different sets for this one, for sure. Um, it starts off, we've got uh, Kathy and her kids. We find out that they're going to go camping. And then we've got Dolores and her kids. They're going to St. Louis to uh, see their aunt Mabel, who really the boys just want to see the girl that lives next door to her. Yeah, yeah, they both are have a crush on uh, on Gina. Is it Darren or Daryl? What's his name? Daryl. Uh, I, I would have known that before you asked me. Um, hold on, I gotta hear. I gotta hear somewhere. I'm gonna go Once to, I just call him. I'm gonna the go boys. The Darren. Time. I don't know if that's right. So Marcus and Darren come down the stairs. They've got their luggage. They're ready to go on this trip to St. Louis. 
this point, the phone rings. Dolores goes to get the phone. Nikki comes down. That's the older of the two girls of Kathy's. Right. And uh, she's got a sun lamp because she doesn't want to tell any of her friends that she's going camping. She wants to say that she's going to, like, Florida. And uh, she's going to try to get a tan while she's at the cabin. Yep. Yep. She doesn't even want to go. No. Dolores comes back in. We find out Aunt Mabel has the flu. And the trip to St. Louis is canceled. It is Darren. Just uh... Darren. Okay. That's what I wrote. At <laughs> that point. Um, theme song we come back to Kathy suggesting that uh, Dolores' family join them on this camping trip uh, Dolores of course not very interested but Kathy just keeps trying to uh, convince her to go yeah and and Dolores says like I like danger like I like to do things I like to be in the city where it's like you never know what's going to happen it's always exciting and she's like I don't like being out in the middle of nowhere with nothing going on Yep, so the next scene is arriving at the cabin, and everyone went. Both families are there. Um, Kathy seems to be the only one that's excited about this trip. No one else wants to be there. And uh, Kathy tries to get them to look at, like, the positive things that they have. Like, oh, it's got good character, the house, and there's all this stuff going on. But no well, one is really she's very it. nostalgic for what it was when she remembered it. Like, you know, this is where she would go, and her aunt and uncle and all this and that and i mean and the house is just falling apart it's like just filled with dirt and dust it is nothing to work everything that does work works because it's 100 years old and can't break anyways yeah so. i mean we do we get the idea that they've been camping here before or no like no, not I don't since get she that was like 10 years old really right i don't get the idea that they have been there since she was a child so this isn't like a, an annual trip that they make this that is not the impression that i got no. so no one's touched this cabin in a very long time which is why it's all it, dusty and everything yeah i mean it's a mess and it's a mess in the sense that it's just old and neglected not that there's like stuff everywhere it's just dirty and dusty and run down uh we get a knock at the door at this point marcus answers there's uh two girls that are in the cabin next door they need some firewood which uh, excites both marcus and darren pretty quickly Marcus tries hitting on him. Uh, Darren isn't really doesn't really understand what's what Marcus is trying to do, and he just keeps offering uh, the girls firewood from out back. But uh, Marcus is just trying to cuddle up on some new ladies, and uh, yeah. the two of them end up going outside with the other two girls. So one thing here, and, and you know these these like short run shows, we, the versions we get are sometimes the best we can do, and they're not always the best. Uh, so it was probably hard for you to tell. I think it was Tatiana Lee, right? It was Tatiana Ali. Yes. One of the girls, Vanessa, was Tatiana Ali, Ashley Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, so I just want to just want to call that out. She was at she performed at a concert I went to in like 90. No, two, maybe 2001. OK. It, it was uh, supposed to be Beyonce in sync. Be or in sync, Tatiana Ali and uh Britney Spears, but Britney Spears got giants and uh, was replaced by the girl group Bewitched. Where 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 was this show? Hampton Coliseum. I feel like I saw that. No, I don't know. No strings attached to her. Um, I, I I saw the no strings attached to her in D.C. I thought though in a stadium, but they would they would have played a stadium and the Hampton Coliseum. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So they go off with the two girls. Uh, Kathy sits down in the rocker that she's been talking about, and the entire rocking chair breaks underneath her. So it's just kind of setting up that things are not going to be great on this trip. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just not what everybody thought. So we skip ahead a little bit. Nikki's now on the couch tanning with her light that she brought. Dolores gets back from a little walking adventure, and she seems to start liking this whole camping thing. Like, she enjoyed her walk. 
She had a good time. But then Kathy comes in. Uh, well, she says Kathy went off alone because she um, had wanted to go find this tree from when she was a kid that she used to climb. So as uh, as Dolores is saying this, Kathy gets back. Her clothes are shredded. She's a mess. She's hysterical. And uh, we find out um, she fell out of the tree. She was chased by a swarm of bees, and then she hid in a patch of poison ivy. So it's it's a mess for her right now. I do always like how they, like, when somebody gets poison ivy in a show, it happens immediately. Like, she's already itchy and, and scratchy from the poison ivy. Yeah, you you definitely know from experience. You've had oh, poison I know ivy how, a couple times. I know how poison ivy works. That's not exactly how it works, but. So within uh, the whole poison ivy thing is going to go on inside. We go back outside to uh, Darren and Marcus wondering uh, why they're striking out with these girls. Like these girls are just not interested in them. Yeah. Maybe it's just because they're obnoxious about it and not, not at all like slick. Yeah. We go back inside. Um, Dolores tells Kathy, she just needs to spend the rest of the weekend indoors, um, relax, get this poison ivy taken care of. At this point, too, uh, I think, does Kathy mention this cave at this point? She does, yeah. She's like, she's upset because she was hoping to hike up to Howling Bear Cave. Yeah, and as she's talking which, about Howling Bear Cave, Marcus comes yeah. back in, and he sounds pretty interested in this whole cave thing, too. Well, I think anybody would be as soon as they hear something called Howling Bear Cave. Yep, Howling Bear Cave was the name of, what, like uh, a person who was murdered inside It was an indigenous, indigenous uh, like, uh, chief who died in the cave and said that he was going to haunt it forever. Yeah, like this legend is that there's this ghost, too, in this cave. The ghost of Howling Bear right. still haunts exactly. it. And uh, Marcus and Darren go back outside at this point where... Um, they eventually go and tell the girls uh, about this cave and uh, – well, no. They go talk about the plan first. It's like they go outside. They're like, oh, we can take the girls over to this cave. They'll uh, they'll get scared and then snuggle all over us. And Nikki overhears the guys talking about this, and she's like, there's no way this is going to work. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. So then uh, we are at the cave now. Marcus is with one of the two girls. They're checking out the cave. Darren's with the other one who uh, comes up from behind like a few seconds later. And uh, Marcus is making this plan work, though. Like, it seems like uh, one of the girls is, like, scared and kind of holding on to him, which is exactly what he was hoping for. But Darren not having the success that Marcus is having. Yeah, and there's a weird there's a weirdness between like I think they're still trying to work out these characters because like the who's the best with girls period like not just in this situation but generally throughout the show it seems like go back and forth like they can't really get a good handle on who's going to be the the slick one and who's going to be like this you know the totally incompetent one yeah um they're they show them a little later they're still walking in the cave the girls realize they're lost I think the guys eventually um admit that they're lost and then they at, do they do yeah at this point and they're in the cave i don't know if, i don't know if we've established yeah that. they're they in are the like, cave they're like in the cave lost and then they hear a noise and everyone's scared yeah it's so, like and it's just like wind blowing yeah nothing it's not a ghost i mean it could be a ghost um so we check back in with kathy at the cabin she's uh struggling with the water pump on the uh sink trying to get that to work Nikki is trying to uh, start a fire at this point. Um, her mom, Kathy, goes back, goes over to the fireplace, tries to help her. 
throws a match in the fire. The flames go up, but she forgot to uh, open up the flue. So smoke's getting everywhere. She tries to pull on the flue handle. The flue handle breaks. And uh, now the whole house is just filling with smoke. Right, right. And there's this whole thing. She's, like, trying to remember how it was when she was a kid. And, like, there's all these little, like, rhymes that her aunt and uncle used to do to help the work go by faster. It's It kind of turns into this big mess. Like, push the ashes down the something and then oh don't forget to open the flu something that yeah rhymes. it's something yeah, better yeah. that rhymes or something um so as this is going on dolores and judy get back they were out walking um judy thinks that there's a fire going on in the house because there's so much smoke she grabs a bucket of water ends up just like <laughs> throwing it at her mom uh getting kathy completely soaked uh kathy wants to go back home at this point she's like i've had enough nothing's working i've got poison ivy i'm ready to go back home but dolores is like Oh, we should stay. We should finish out the weekend. Uh, there's still good things that we can do here. And uh, Kathy just continues to complain. And at this point, um, she finds a bee in her bra, which a bee kind of flies <laughs> out, still alive. Everyone's like swatting it away, scared. And then Dolores is like, all right, this is enough. Let's go home. Let's go home. So Nikki uh, is like, well, the boys are at the cave. We need." And then Kathy's like, that cave is really dangerous. We need to go get them. Right yeah, she's away. like, I told you, told you not to go. Of course, people are gonna go to a cave. Yeah. Um, so the next scene is uh, all the women, the girls, they're uh, arriving at the cave, um, and they're all tied together like in a chain, like to make sure no one gets lost. They're all scared. Um, they're looking for the boys, and uh, I guess the two neighbor girls, whatever their names are. Uh, Kathy remembers uh, when she was 10 years old, she went to this cave. She was attacked by a bat, which uh, freaks out everyone. And uh, Judy is the one that's kind of like leading where to go. She's trying to get her badges at this this whole trip for like. Yeah, girl, there's, girl there's kind of this side thing going on with that that they don't really ever talk about, except that she's mentions it a few times. She brings out her compass and is like, this is the way to go. And they're like, all right, we're listening to you because you know better than any of us do at this point. Um, they then show uh, the boys and uh, Marcus uh, just talking about how he's lost and the girls think that they're trapped. There's no way they're going to get out of this cave. And then they see something. I couldn't tell what it was, if this was like a skeleton or like a bear or what it was. But the they, skull? Was it just a it skull? It was a human skull. I couldn't see. It. I didn't see the rest of the skeleton. All I saw was a skull, and I was like, "Man, we need backstory here. This is this is where things get good." I mean, this is Hunting Bear, or whatever his name is, isn't it? That's Howling Bear. Howling Bear. You think that's Howling Bear? I guess. I don't know. Oh no! Wait, was Howling Bear? Mur- Howling Bear was murdered in the cave, right? Was that's, he murdered? Okay, maybe. Maybe that's, that's the story. Um, so they freak out. They scream. They start running. Um, the the loud screams uh then frighten the moms who hear the scream. They start running, and then eventually the two groups find each other while they're screaming and running through this cave. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of it. They don't show them how they get out or anything. We just get yeah, back to the that's, cabin. that's really the, the resolution. So back at the cabin, everyone's talking about just like the cave and the trip and camping and everything. And um, Dolores is the only one who um, has enjoyed this trip is what it seems like. I would say, I would say maybe, maybe Julie, too. Oh, is her name Julie or Judy? <laughs> I guess it's, it's probably Julie, Julie. Right? They wouldn't have a Judy and a Judy, right? I'm sure it's, it's Julie. Julie. So Julie and, New- and Nikki, um, they get back. They were outside, and they found a kitten randomly in the woods. And uh, 
Julie's like, yeah, and I named it after Marcus. And everyone's like, aw. And she's like, I named it Scaredy Cat. And then that's the end of the episode. That's the joke. Uh, credit scene. We get Kathy pumping water at the sink, uh, complaining how it's not working. She finally gets it to start pouring water. And then she can't get it to turn off. And then she's just screaming for Dolores and the girls to come help her. That's it. Which I don't think that's physical. I don't think that's like possible by physics and how how they work. But um, you can't just like sure. push it down. Like if you've pumped it enough, like if it like it won't like lock down into like an on position or something. Think so. I don't think it'll no. keep running though, right? Because the whole point of pumping is creating that pressure to pull the water up. And if well, you I stop feel pumping... like I think the thing is like she's pumped it so much and no water's come out that like the pressure's built up and now it just like won't stop coming out. Maybe that's what I got. Maybe anyway, so I was a little cares? I was a little distracted during that episode because I was I was fact checking your I was trying to find some more information on this NSYNC concert because it just didn't things weren't adding up in my head. Okay. So I so I think you might have a little bit of uh, of Mandela syndrome going on here. So they did perform at the Hampton Coliseum. You yep. said two thousand one. Uh the year it was probably little, it was probably a little earlier than that. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine, <clears throat> and it was not the No Strings Attached tour. It was the Ain't No Stopping Us Now tour. Yeah, I don't know the um, name of the tour. Not sure. I do know that that album was out though because I remember a performance. Okay. So, <clears throat> so Ain't No Stopping Us Now tour. You are right though. Britney Spears was <clears throat> on it until for the first half. She dropped. Was replaced by Bewitch. Wikipedia. I'm not going to rely on Wikipedia here. They say Tatiana Ali was not at the date that you went to, but I'm not going to. Who I'm are they saying was the other that. person? Just and they only have Bewitched listed as an opener. No, there was definitely three. I believe that. I believe I hundred percent believe that you that that's correct. But ain't no stopping us now. Tour nineteen ninety nine Hampton Coliseum. I was also a go. big Daddy Mac when I went to this uh, concert because I was working at this concert. I didn't go. <laughs> were you kicking have... it with the? Were you kicking it with your friends? Yeah. With your homies? Well, this is what happened. So I was working at the concert. Um, a girl from my school came up to me and she's like, "You work here? I didn't know that. Can you help me meet in sync?" And I was like. Uh, I can't do that, but this is what I got for you. Popcorn. Here, take you my popcorn? shirt. I took my work shirt off of myself, gave it to her, gra- gave her the giant big bag of cotton candy that I had, and I'm like, mm-hmm. just put this on, carry this bag. You can literally walk all the way to the front row at the very front of the stage and stand there <laughs> as long as you want. And it worked. She went up there. She was thrilled. Um, I was in middle school. Nothing happened after that. Uh, <laughs> the end. <laughs> Did you, how, did you have to get? Did you get your shirt back? Like how? Does yeah, that, she does brought it back like after 15 minutes or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. I yeah. mean, good for you, man. That's a that's a that's a solution, I suppose. It's a Daddy Mac move for sure. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, 9:30, where I live, season one, episode three. Um, Curf me, curfew. It's <laughs> a good one. I like the name of that. Um, so the guys are getting back to the stoop. Um, I say guys a lot because I couldn't remember all their names until about three quarters of the way through the episode but it's the uh, group it's malcolm reggie and, and doug but yeah they're getting back to the stoop uh malcolm was the one i forgot um so they're getting back to the stoop they had a great night they went to the la la club in new jersey they're in harlem they went to new jersey for this uh happening club and uh we get a lot more of doug talking to the camera in this episode i feel like like the first well, episode we had front. it yeah especially and the front. third we have it but the second we didn't have it a whole lot i feel like sounds right yeah uh, yeah so um, the guys are getting back. Everyone's going upstairs. It's three o'clock in the morning. Um, Doug gets into his apartment. He starts talking to the camera again about uh, being an adult and how great it is. And then he walks into the kitchen where his parents are still awake waiting for him to get home. 
Yes, sitting at the kitchen table. Yep, so theme song, we come back to uh, Doug's parents. They are mad because not that he was out late, that he didn't check in. He didn't call him. He didn't let him know where he was. And that's what they're trying to say is you just have to let us know what's going on. Right, right. And they're not, you know, they're upset with him, but they're not really yelling at him. And he's the whole time he's trying to be like, well, I couldn't call you because I was in line for the club. And if I got out of line, I wouldn't get in the club. And they're like, well, why didn't you call us when you got at the club? And he's like, well, we never actually got in the club. Yeah. Just be at this club is so hot right now that just being in line is a is an experience in and of itself. And and they're going back and forth. Yeah. And of course, his mom was worried. That's all it was. Um, she tells him he's not an adult. And he and then this is like a lot of the episodes just arguing like with Doug saying that he is an adult and they're telling him that he's still a child. And the other point, too, that he's making is like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, he's like, I don't have a curfew. So, like, I didn't break. Curfew. I wasn't drinking. I, I wasn't doing yeah, any did, drugs or anything. Yeah. Like, I just didn't didn't call. Like, I, you know. Yeah. And they're like, Doug, it's three o'clock in the morning. We'll deal with your punishment in the morning. And he's still trying to, like, get a solution right now, 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, trying to, right. like, well, I shouldn't be in trouble. There shouldn't even be a punishment. This shouldn't even be a discussion. And uh, they're like, all you had to do was call. And he's like, um, where do they end it here? They they go to bed and, like, they're like, that's it. Yeah, that, it he, the, the dad says, you know, we'll talk about this in the morning. And they, they cut to the next day. Yep, next morning, um, the solution is they give him a curfew. He needs to be inside at 10 p.m. during the week and at midnight on the weekends. Which, I mean, uh, which is it? not I a bad curfew. I didn't get to stay out that late, even on the weekends. I feel like I was yeah. like 11 p.m. or something. Yeah. So, I think that, I, yeah. Doug's pissed. Um, he argues once again that he shouldn't even have a curfew, but they are not backing off. They're strict. They're saying, this is your curfew. You are coming in at these times and this isn't where his sister comes in and starts like no 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 so no. yeah they, they end it there and then uh they're back on the okay, stoop at this point too yeah yeah and then they cut back to the stoop yep uh they're talking about uh they don't mention the whole like getting in trouble thing here uh Kwanzi comes over though and he knows what happened because uh he was talking to doug's sister and he yeah. almost like tells the other two guys what happened but Doug quickly pulls Kwanzi aside and it's like, don't say anything. And he's like, well, I won't say anything if you put a good word in with Sharon. And uh, I think, I don't know what the solution was right there, but eventually uh, he doesn't that, say that's anything. It. And he then, yeah, away. he's like, just put in a good word for me. And then uh, and then Kwanzi sh- hollers up at Sherry and is like, I'm coming for you, girl. You wait, I'm coming. Get those lips and ready. Then, yeah. And then, um, uh, but- yeah. But then, yeah, Malcolm goes back to the stoop and starts talking to the guys. Or Doug like, Doug. Doug, I'm sorry, Doug. And starts talking to the guys. And he and what he ends up doing is they're saying, let's go back to the La La Club next Saturday. Like, he, we're definitely going to get in because Reggie's got an in with the bouncer. Uh, what's well, that's what name? Malcolm says. Right. Uh, Von, Von, Von Zilla. Zilla. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to get in. And then uh, Doug's idea is, well, we got to get there early. We got to get there at like right. 730, 8 o'clock because of his curfew is why he's saying this but uh, well his, yeah his whole plan is you get there early you get in line and then you get in and then what you do is you start leaving early so that everybody thinks you're just too cool for the coolest spot and wants to get your number on the way out so his whole plan is to be back by you know curfew while also going to the club yeah and they kind of believe him they think it's a good idea yeah get there early get out if nothing else than cool. getting there early to get in line early is definitely a decent strategy yeah so then we see another scene with Doug talking to the camera about adulthood. And uh, then he tells a story about like wolves and like how wolves would kill their father. And then uh, at this point, his dad gets home. 
Yeah, and the whole thing is like the the wolves don't like ask permission. Like, is now a good time to to take over the pack? They just they just do it. They, and just they like kill their father and do whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. So his dad gets home. Um, Doug tries to like stand up to his dad and like after telling the story, and his dad's just not interested in arguing. Tells him that uh, Doug tells his dad, "Well, I'm not going to obey my curfew." And his dad's like, "Well, fine. If you if you're gonna not come in at twelve, you can come in at 11. And then this is where his sister comes into, and eventually I think it gets all the way down to from midnight to nine p.m. on the weekend. Eight o'clock. Eight and o'clock. They leave That's at, right. They leave it at eight. Yep. Eight o'clock. Yeah. So um, I put Reggie and Malcolm come over. Did he did he go back out to the stoop at this point? Uh, I you know I no funny. they come I to the they, they sh- come to the door. That's right. Yeah, because I just the had they show up. I, so I guess they didn't go back out to the stoop. But yeah, Reggie and Malcolm show up, and uh, Malcolm called Vonzilla, pretended to be Reggie, and told Vonzilla that Reggie, that he himself, Reggie, would be her love slave if she could get him into the club. And so they got an end now. That's the new plan. So um, Doug tries telling his dad uh, once again um, that he's just going to go. And, uh, well, no, no. This is like Doug's new approach at this point, too. Like, he tries to take some advice from his sister and then tries to, like, go to his dad, like, hey, dad, let's talk about schoolwork and... uh, See, I took a different, I took a different approach here on what his strategy was. Yeah, I, I, I got two things out of it too. Like, one, he's trying to be like a different approach, like be nicer, like talk about other things. But two, he's like almost trying to make his dad feel dumb, like he wouldn't know the answers to these questions. No, no, I think you're wrong there too. I, I think the approach here is okay. You want me to stay in the house? Well, then what I'm gonna do is annoy you so much that you're gonna want me to leave the house. Like, I'm just going to, you. I'll, I'm just going to bug you about this homework. I'm going to bug you about stuff so that you're like, you know what? This is a bad idea. Just go, get out. Go. Yeah. So he asks his dad a question about like radio frequency and his dad immediately yeah. knows the answer, tells him the answer and Crazy. Uh, doesn't work out. No, his dad's into it. It's like, this is great. Let's do more. Yeah. So Sharon comes in, teases Doug some. Doug tries the I'm an adult approach again, ends up walking out of the apartment. And then uh, his dad and his mom. Talk well, about. he yells at his dad. He's like, I don't need you anymore. I'm leaving. I'm not listening to you. I'm going out. Uh, you know, yeah, not, he, he just goes out. So um, his dad and his mom talk a little bit more about how uh, when his dad was a kid and he starts to remember how he was and how he acted around his father and acted like he didn't need him. And then eventually up to the present now where he's calling his dad for advice with his kids. Well, more or less. He's saying, you know, it's, it, not just acting like, but he used to say, you know, when I was Doug's age, I used to tell my dad I didn't need him all the time. I didn't need him all the time. So let me call him now and tell him I don't I don't need him anymore. Back at the La La Club, um, they're at the front of the line. Vonzilla is there, um, tries to get with Reggie. Reggie's still trying to, like, get away from her as much as he can with still being in the front of the line trying to get in this club. Um, eventually, they're up to get in. She asks for 20 bucks each. Uh, Reggie and uh, Doug are prepared with their $20. Malcolm doesn't have any money. Eventually, the three of them pull together. They have their $60 and like 28 cents that uh, that Malcolm added to it. They go in the club. And uh, well, first, there's a little bit of a discussion. Like, should we should we do this? Should we go in? If we spend all this money, we're not even going to have mon- enough money to get back home. But then like a girl walks by, right. says hi to the boys. And they're like, all right, we're going in. They run in right after her. Yep. Um, which we know is going to leave them without enough money to get home at the end of the night. So this is right. the end of the night now. Um, the guys are leaving the club. I don't know how late it is, if it's 3 o'clock in the morning or how late they ended up I mean, it's, it, to me, it seems like the club is shutting down because even... No one's there, right? There's no line or anything anymore. 
There's no line. Vonzilla's leaving too. Yep. On so her I'm motorcycle. Um, she offers a ride home. Reggie declines. Uh, I think uh, Malcolm tries to take her up on the ride, right? Malcolm's like, I'll, I'll take a ride home with you. And she's like, nah, not into it. Yeah. She's like, I wouldn't even go that low. And then uh, they kind of go around with the guys saying, well, Reggie, can you call your dad? And he's like, well, my dad would have to go buy a car if he was going to come pick us up. Yeah. And then... Uh, I think uh, Malcolm's, Malcolm's grandmother, grandma. and yeah. then eventually they get to Doug, who is the only solution, and they want Doug to call his dad, who we know is a cab driver, but Doug does not want to do it. Well, right, because then he has to admit that he needs help from his dad. Next scene, cab riding up to the apartment, boys get out, Dad's Doug, or Doug's dad gets out, obviously he picked him up at the club, and uh, it was hard to kind of uh, figure out what type of mood he was in right at first like he looks pretty angry but then um he the two of the well i guess reggie and malcolm go up to their places and then doug and his dad stay on the stoop for a minute and we find out he's not angry he's uh i mean he's not excited but he tells them that he did a very adult thing by uh sucking it up calling his dad for help yeah he i don't want to say necessarily he's proud of him but he is very, not angry he, he, he is, he is kind of proud for him making the right decision. Yeah. So they talk a little bit about um, just like growing up, being adults, uh, needing your father kind of stuff. Kind of like that phone call that uh, his dad was having. Uh, or not the right, phone right. call, but like uh, talking to his mom about the phone calls and stuff like that. And uh, now uh, he, he tells him like, right now you think that you don't need me, but uh, I know that you, you will at some point. Right. That's it. That's the end of the episode. That's it. Um, you want to rank them? I think for me, it's pretty easy this week. I think you go first. Uh, That's and then I gotta remember these shows are called Where I Live. I think there's things about each of my like that aren't necessarily like (laughs) the main part of the show. I'm going three, two, one, getting by where I live. Family matters for me this week. Um, Yeah. I mean, family matters is setting up the Waldo thing, possibly with Maxine. Uh, where I live was a solid episode getting by. I mean, we do get all the like cool scenes and everything. It was better. It's probably the best episode of getting by so far, but I still think the other two are better. Yeah. You know, I'm going to agree with you for more or less the same reasons. Family matters. I really liked the setup of the Waldo Maxine. I also liked how they handled the phone call thing. I thought it, it, it worked well. There's a lot of extra stuff like the tooth pulling, the opening scene with, uh, with Carl and Harriet. Like there's a lot of just, extraneous stuff that was unnecessary and kind of didn't add much to the whole episode. Yeah. Um, I, getting by, I will agree. It was probably the better of the episodes we've seen so far. I liked all the sets. That's very like Joel's wick. He doesn't, you know, you saw that with perfect strangers all the time. I'm st- Kathy is still not, I'm still not a fan of Kathy as a character. Okay. Um, I'm hoping they do something there. Uh, and well, I guess that was my three. Number two was where I live. It was solid episode. Um, I mean, you know, it was, a so you go in the same, same order. Same order, yeah. Where I live, classic TGIF, you know, child learns a lesson, dad's there to, to teach the lesson. Um, solid episode, so. Yeah, cool. Um, so that's the episodes this week. We said that we would once again talk about uh, GalaxyCon, give you all the information that you need. Um, did you look up the times? Do we have that? I or? did. I've got it all here in front of me. So it is, <laughs> the only thing that's not on this this piece right here is the, the actual date. I'll make sure I get that right. So it's going to be Saturday, March 25th. Uh, we start at 7.15, and we are going to be in room E24. Yeah, they named so, all the rooms this year, too. I think it's like the like fan panel room or something. Like it that is. It is. It is the fan panel room, uh, room E24. 
they have a slash b did you look up what was before us and what was after us in that room in the same room yeah i feel like there was like a there was like a debate between like Marvel or and DC or something before us. Ooh, because last time I remember it was a, de- a a debate between Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh, no, but then before us this year is important moments in sci-fi history from a cinema perspective. <clears throat> okay, which sounds we can set up early at least. A little bit. I mean, they they do end at seven oh five. Yeah. So get there, get to the room, and we have decided. I think can, should we officially say what we're doing? I think yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. More or less, this is what we're gonna do. And I will say, when you came up with the idea, all I could think of is like, what can we call this? We need a clever name. And I got something this morning. I don't know if you're gonna yeah. like it, but I woke up and I was like, that's it. That's the name. Okay. The TGIF Mortgage Madness Bracket. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best, but I'll take it. It's what I came up with. Here's here's what I'll say. We'll call it that there. Let's not put that on any of the market or any of the promotional stuff. It can be on the slideshow presentation. It'll be on the slideshow. Mortgage Madness. uh, What we're doing is we're taking down the top 16 houses or apartments or living spaces in TGIF, uh, the TGIF realm. And we are putting them bracket style, March Madness style. We're going to discuss the pros. We're going to discuss the cons. We're going to ask you to come up or just yell out from your seats why this house is better than that house. And eventually, we will name what the best living space in TGIF history was. I told Steve I'm a little nervous that I think 16 is too many. No problem. But but I'm thinking about it. You know, there there's I think we got a good selection. There are there are episodes there are shows where we might have two different houses from the same well, sure, show. Sure, sure. I think like step our uh, Perfect Strangers definitely lends itself to two, if not three, yeah. um, different locations. But also, I think I think what really is going to suffer here is that like, you know, I know the Boy Meets World House. I can I can I can kind of advocate one way or another for Boy Meets World House, but. Like Sabrina, teenage witch. I don't know anything about her house. I don't. Well, I mean, you know, if so you I just can't. go turn on one episode, though, I mean, we can figure it out. I, like we're looking yeah. at things like um, upkeep at the house, cost of living, um, how many people are living in the house, what's the living situation like. Like we want to know. But also, also like fun stuff that's only sitcom relevant, like the quality of roofing at the at the perfect or the Family Matters house. You know, you, they've had two people fall through the roof at that house, and. And also the the general engineering, like, is there really support in the full house house for that entire second floor anywhere? Or how do you fall through a roof at the Family Matters house and land in the den and not in Carl and Harriet's bedroom? Yeah, yeah, the the like perfect that. stranger house has a ghost upstairs. So is that a good thing or is that a bad That's thing? That's true. We don't know. Yeah. We'll have to talk yeah. about it and we'll decide. We'll we'll try to, what we'll do is like pre-rank them one to 16. We'll put them in a bracket style. And then we'll see what happens. I mean, we did this at Awesome Con uh, last year, right? Where we talked. About, we did. We did yeah, like a bracket of theme songs. And we were very surprised when, well, no, Family Matters ended up winning, right? Family Matters won, but there were some surprises along the way. Like there Step by, surpri- or no, Sister Sister made it all the way to the finals. Sister Sister did well, yeah. But I mean, Family Matters won, which is not surprising. But there were surprises, which is great. I, that's exactly what I look for in this. Like I want, I don't want. You want the Cinderella be- story. I want the audience to be the driving force. I don't want us to get up there and be like the full, the full house house is the best because it's big. It's in San Francisco. It's worth three million dollars. Blah blah blah. I want to be like, well, you know, this, you know, the 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 where I live is the best because it's in New York City. It's got the stoop, like it's got the whole, you know, things like that. that that's what I want to hear. Yeah, but would you rather live in Harlem or would you rather live in Brooklyn where uh, Baby Talk is? 
I mean, that's, that's what I mean. Exactly. Exactly. Would you rather live in a, a baby part, uh, baby talk apartment that's half finished all the time or that is <laughs> smaller, but fully, fully complete, you know? Yeah. And I think the whole thing is we want to know, like, where would you want to live out of these places? All things uh, yeah. considered. I don't know if favorite house versus where you'd want to live is the same thing, but, uh, I don't, sure. I think I'm, I think I'm thinking where would you want to live? Like which which one of these would you want to live in? Yeah, which which house is the most livable? Do you want to go back sixty five billion years and live with the dinosaurs? It's not a bad idea. I mean, they did have television, and TV. They had you know creatures I in the fridge at all they, times. It was a volcano. Yeah, but you're not allowed to cross the uh, tracks though to go to the swamp. You are. It's just frowned upon. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do it at uh, GalaxyCon uh, Saturday. What'd you say? The twenty fifth is the actual date. 25th, 7.15 p.m. in the panel room. Do we have a room number for that? Did you say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I gave, I gave it, and of course now I can't find it. Yeah. Uh, e, what did I say, E24? I think E24. That might so. be where we've been before, which is like you just go here up the is, escalator it and it's it on that side e, hallway. E24. Yeah, I assume, yeah, like you said, I assume it's at the top of the escalator. Yep, so uh, we'll see you then. We'll talk about that. Uh, thanks again once this week to Nick Adams for the theme song. Yes, Nick, thank you. TGIF cast. Uh, at gmail.com. That's going to be important next week, week real quick. What we're going to do next week. Yeah. Give me one second. Um, that's going to be important yeah. this week because uh, you can send emails of houses oh, yeah, that yeah. you think should be near the top or houses that you think we should include. Should and include, uh, yeah. when we're making our list of these uh, top 16, we hope not to leave anything out, but uh, I mean, we're just picking 16. So we'll see what happens. I think 16 is a lot. I think we'll end up filling it up though. We might end up leaving stuff. I out. I think we could we have done to. 32. <laughs> I mean, I prob not, 32, not we probably wouldn't have time to do it, but I think we could have come up with a good 32. Yeah. Cool. So next week, um, another short week. Family Matters Season 4, Episode 21. Step by Step is on reruns. Dinosaurs, we talked about it before. There's like a, a, a gap period of between what they show on TGIF. I've, I've kind of penciled in when we're going to watch those a little bit later in the year. But So no step-by-step, -step, no dinosaurs. Getting by, Season 1, Episode 4, and Where I Live, Season 1, Episode 4. Perfect. I'm excited. Um, big week next week. New episode of this show, like Travis said. Live show, which will air at some point. I don't know when we'll fit it in. Yeah, but, it, uh, might, it might take a little bit for it to get on. Yeah, but we'll, but we'll figure it, it we'll out. It. It'll be there when we need it, and uh, we hope that you guys join us to be part of it. Yep, we'd love to see you. All right. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, man. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. Podcast.